Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm your co-host, Cressy Cornis. In today's episode, you're going to hear my conversation with Brian Licious 2 from TikTok and Twitter. Brian is a huge founding member, I would argue, of the Swift Talk community. His TikTok style and delivery is unmatched. If you haven't seen Brian, go to his page or our Instagram where we will have him tagged. He will also be in our show notes if you just want to go straight there. But essentially, Brian lip syncs or acts as the listener of Taylor songs, but not in the way that you're thinking. Brian captioned these with what some may argue what Taylor was really thinking when she wrote them. He finds all the innuendos, all the middle fingers to Tom Hiddleston. It's incredible. For example, one of Brian's most popular videos that makes me laugh every time is him reading certain lyrics that indicates that Joe Alwyn is poor. (laughs) If you have a TikTok, I highly recommend giving him a follow because I know my attempt at describing him is just not doing him justice. But guess what? He was just as hilarious outside of TikTok when we chatted earlier this week, and I had so much fun getting to know him. We talked about how we got banned for a while, his most controversial TikTok, how he handles mean Swiffers, and much more. I also share what Taylor lyric I think is the dirtiest, and I feel like it shocked him. So I'm really proud of that one since he's so good at finding those little innuendos in her songs. Oh, and just to note, Brian's cats did make a few appearances in this interview. So the audio gets a little funky here and there. That's why. And with that said, let's get started. Florida. I'm in my Florida. apartment. <laughs> cool. Yeah. What part of Florida are you from? I'm from Pensacola. Oh, cool. Um, I I am from Lakeland, Florida, but I okay. live in Gainesville, Florida, because I go to school here. Gotcha. The swamp. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Brian Licious two, the second. Uh, is there a Brian Licious one? Um, <laughs> kind of. Uh, I, I used to be just regular Brian Licious on Twitter. Um, and then I had to make a new account. So then I was just Brian Licious too. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if there's another Brian Licious, like regular Brian Licious one. Um, but that would be nice to know my doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, you guys could start like a league of Swifties, all Brian Licious. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. There's a lot of uh, Swifties, especially on Twitter, so that don't like my TikToks. So Brian Licious is like not a good vibe on Twitter. And that's always what I think of um, when I think of my handle, because that's where I started was on Twitter. Um, and I just chose to say one for TikTok. Really? So that was something I actually wanted to ask you about. So I am not that big of a creator as you are. I think you have like 120,000 followers now over 20 million likes, if you are huge, I have like 8,000, but still every day I fight for my life on that app. Not as much on Twitter, but they're so mean. So I'm wondering, do you get (laughs) mean comments at all? I never see any, but I'm wondering if you do. 
Um, they're they're like I feel like everybody wants to put in their like two cents. So it just yeah. it depends on how you take it. Um, but sometimes there are like actual mean things, like oh I hate you or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, like hmm, I don't see how I can take this well. <laughs> um but yeah no I think most of the time when I get negative comments it's either on like it's on Twitter there's always people on Twitter who are just like they'll screenshot my video and be like oh I don't like this guy and recently I had like a big one where like a lot of people were like yeah I don't like this guy um but no mostly on TikTok there's mostly um like really great vibes it's it's fun on there good so how would you handle that do you delete them i'm wondering if i should be deleting the the mean comments like uh, for instance i i said this on a previous episode but someone told me that i look like my sheets smell like food and i've thought about it like six times a day ever <laughs> since that happened <laughs> the insults are like so creative <laughs> You have to respect people. it a little bit too, like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I was pigeon toed, but I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. Anytime they like say something, it's usually like something so random. It's not just like, oh, you're ugly. It's like, oh, I get this a lot. I'm like, oh, you look like Lynn Manuel Miranda. And I'm like, is that supposed to be bad? I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hate comments. Um, but no, I never delete the comments or anything like that. Um, it's just like, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I have made like videos where it's probably in like poor taste and my people like, or um, I guess followers or mutuals or anybody that comments will be like, oh, this is like not it. Those I will delete the whole video. Um, gotcha. It, like they, you know, tell me why and like I understand um I still have this one video that I haven't deleted and it's like the one video where a lot of people will always be like I used to love you before this and now I don't know how to feel about you <laughs> but like I don't like you anymore um, what video was it was it Kayla related no it wasn't <laughs> it was um I made a video about like how good the song Marjorie is and I was, oh my gosh, Taylor Swift wrote this so that um, her grandma can dance in heaven. But I said Periyar instead of dancing, which I guess can be, it can mean twerking, but I didn't really mean it that way. And I didn't think it was weird to say the grandma was uh -huh. dancing. And people were like, her grandma has passed, you are so disrespectful. And so I was like, I guess, but it would, it's a nice sentiment to me to be like, oh, you know my my grandma can enjoy this ode to her yeah like but, she can hear it yeah and so I don't know a lot of people really did not like that um but I didn't delete that one because I thought it was funny <laughs> so oh, that is funny um <laughs> uh, but yeah I don't know the I don't delete the actual comments mm -hmm. so how long have you been a Taylor Swift fan like a real, real fan, probably when the original Red came out. So like 2012, 2012, okay. yeah. I think I was in high school and I was like, Red came out and I decided to like actually listen to the whole album. It's like before that, I would just like casually listen to Taylor Swift songs. And then I became like a real Swiftie when 1989 came out. 
Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of this, like the popular Swifties online, like 1989 just changed the game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like with 1989, I was still like, I think I had just gone to college. Well, I started college in 2015 and it came out in 2014. So like, I was very much like made the vibe for me. But when Reputation came out, that was when like, I know I'm going to that concert. Like I am, you know, waiting up for the music to come out. Like that was my first like Swifty experience. The other ones I would just like wait until the next day when the album came out. Mm-hmm. But I was like obsessed, obsessed with. And I'm still, I think that's still my favorite album. It's so good. So that's your favorite era? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I feel like I'm a new era comes out. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my favorite era. But I always <laughs> come back to Reputation. <laughs> Yeah, I think 1989 is my favorite, kind of like what you were saying that came out my senior year of high school. So it was kind of like my first few years of college album. So I just, I think of it so nostalgically. Yes, me too. So it was like that magic of college and like being independent. It's like my mm-hmm. version of moving to New York. Yes, I remember listening to Welcome to New York in Auburn, Alabama. Oh. <laughs> I was really doing something. <laughs> yeah, that was me in Gainesville. But I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. So if Reputation is your favorite era, what is your favorite Taylor song? Now, that's a question I can't answer. So if you can't answer it, that's okay. You can list a couple. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is really tough. Um, I would say off of Reputation, probably... I always want to say so it goes Mm -hmm. but I feel like I also really 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 love um ready for it and don't blame me um but I also love cardigan that was like a big um I've also been really into I bet you think about me like a lot recently Mm -hmm. but before that Oh, definitely Superman. I love Superman. Really? Deep cut. Yeah, every time I say that, people are like, that's so weird. Because I feel like a lot of people hate that song. But I love that song so much. Um, Yeah. But if I'm going to go off reputation, I'll probably say So It Goes. So It Goes. Okay. Were you mad that she didn't perform that live? Or did she perform that at your tour? She did not perform So It Goes in Nashville. No, I um, no, I don't think she did at mine, um, but I'm not mad about it. I think at the time, mm-hmm. I that probably wasn't my favorite song, but now it is. Um, so now I would have liked to see it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like Reputation as like an era itself was really great. So I don't even care like if she performed it or not. That was yeah. it was. Too iconic just the experience itself was so amazing yeah the marketing everything like the character like who like the dead taylor swift like karen the inflatable snake yes the ship the I, literal shipwreck on stage i always my uh my boss is called karen and it's spelled the same <laughs> way. So I, I always want to bring that up <laughs> but i don't have <laughs> I'm like, by the way, you have the same name as this inflatable snake. 
Yeah, that's featured in a Netflix film and yep. has since been retired. Who knows where Karen is these days? <laughs> it would be nice to, we should buy Karen. <laughs> we should that would find... be hilarious. It's, yep. It could be at like a random Goodwill. You never know. Yeah, it's not like Taylor be... has it. <laughs> that would be a great like piece of like Taylor history to have. Those important... <laughs> There's no the... way I could fit it in my apartment, but I... That that would be a hilarious like Christmas inflatable in the front yard. (laughs) Or Halloween, I guess that would be better. (laughs) Yeah. No, I've always thought about that. Like, especially with the pianos at the different tours. I'm like, where are those pianos? Like, because they cool. But yeah. So is Reputation the only Taylor concert you've been to, or have you been to others? No, Reputation was the first one. I was gonna go to Loverfest, so Same. that didn't happen. And yeah. yeah, I only went to Reputation. I'm glad I did at least go to that before. Yeah. <laughs> before we knew everything was gonna stop for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, and even now where it's like more, I guess, open to have concerts, like what would she even do? I don't know. Yeah, um, would it be folk evermore, red re-recordings? Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I highly doubt that she will do something until her next like project, I'm assuming. I don't know. Okay, so do you have any ideas on what you think is coming next? I really want it to be 1989 so badly. I have a, a feeling that it's 1989 just from like Taylor Nation's tweets and stuff and like the Pinterest board. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I have also seen the like tweets about the double release, but I just feel like that's Swifties being like so optimistic. <laughs> about. <laughs> but it would make sense though. Like I would imagine that she wants to like get or finish this um this like re-recording era i guess but i don't know mm-hmm. uh i do i do hope it's 1989 though hello welcome to the interlude i have two podcast recommendations for you the first is old timey crimey That is hosted by Christy and Amber. They started it because they loved all old things and crime. This is a true crime podcast from 1950 and before because crime is better in black and white. You can expect to learn about murders and other crimes from the good old days, crimes of passion, and greed and senselessness. You can listen to Old Timey Crimey wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, and we will have a link to their link tree in our show notes of this episode. And thank you so much, Old Timey Crimey, for giving us a sponsor. Our next podcast recommendation is Heaving Bosoms. What a fun name. Heaving Bosoms is a podcast in which best friends gush, giggle, snark, and snort their way through different romance novels every week. You'll love listening to them do a deep breakdown of every romance trope and subgenre they can. Ballrooms, billionaires, aliens, Bigfoots, and more. The best part is you don't have to actually be a romance reader yourself or read the books they recap because they tell you the story scene by scene while adding their own comedic flair. The recaps come with a heaping dose of unconditional friendship, open-hearted feminism, and hilarious tangents. 
a few episodes we recommend is episode 41, The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. Or if you want to jump straight into the deep end, episode 38, Mastered by Her Mates by Grace Goodwin. They also did 14 hours on Sarah J. Moss's A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Listen at your own discretion because these can get a little explicit, a little spicy. This is definitely a not safe for work podcast. If you want to peek into the happiest, bodiest book club out there, subscribe to Heaving Bosoms wherever you're listening right now, and we will have a link to them in our show notes. And thank you, Heaving Bosoms, for sponsoring us this week. There's something I really wanted to ask you. Let's talk about your hatred of Tom Hiddleston. Okay. I don't <laughs> it's, it's yeah I don't hate him I think that <laughs> because reputation is like my favorite um and like the album itself is essentially like a novel like it's a it's a whole story if you listen to it from to start to finish and so I really love that and it just seems like Tom Hiddleston's like character is um treated very poorly but it's really funny in my head because when you think of Taylor Swift like you don't think of her as like a rude person you just think of her as like this sweet um like quirky girl so it's like why would she be rude <laughs> to Tom Hiddleston and so it's a little bit absurd and that's why I love those videos of making fun of him and stuff because it, it also doesn't make sense like people also think that he is so sweet too um so it's like it evokes emotion as to why taylor swift would write like (laughs) rude things about him (laughs) like i don't know what went down i just i love the version in my head that i made up (laughs) it also doesn't help that he wore that i heart ts shirt i feel like from then on out it was just downhill yeah (laughs) like fringy and i mean I don't know. I feel like nowadays people get the ick like so easily with like dating and stuff. And so, you know, when he did that, if that would have happened now, everybody would have been like, that is fucking gross. Like (laughs) be open about saying that, but maybe we just didn't know how to say that before. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, that's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So do you have a favorite ex-boyfriend of Taylor's? Um, not really. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, in terms of like the storylines and the like stories that I have in my head, definitely Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Uh, But beyond that, I actually don't like, I'm not a fan, I guess. Like I don't watch like Loki movies and stuff. Like, I only know him because he's Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriend. And Getaway Uh, Car. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that is so obviously a movie. Like, it could be adapted to a film. If you could be in a room with both Taylor and Tom Hiddleston, what would you ask or say to them? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I would would apologize. (laughs) And start off your apology tour. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, I mean, I don't know if they had never heard of me. So yeah, I would be like, 
oh, do you have an inkling of what I do online? And if they say no, then I would be like, oh, okay, then I wouldn't apologize. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay, never mind. Have you heard of Brian Licious too? <laughs> no, okay, well, don't Google it. Okay. <laughs> don't. That's fine. Yeah, it's literally, like, don't even worry about it. And then you change to, like, Brian Licious 3. <laughs> Actually, I uh, people were uh, reporting me so often um, on Brian Licious 2 that I made another account because I just like couldn't post for like three weeks on my account. So I have a TikTok account called Brian Licious 3. <laughs> really? What were they reporting you for? Just spamming? Uh, it was like eh, any sort of thing that they just didn't like, I guess, because yeah. I had a lot of pushback on um, interpreting lyrics as sexual with Taylor so like a lot a lot of people do did not like that that's still like a lot of people's reasoning for not liking me so um uh. yeah I had a lot of pushback and that kind of stopped once I reached like I think 60,000 followers mm -hmm. like it was for a while where I just had to keep on waiting to be unblocked and then eventually I just made <laughs> a post that's bizarre yeah, because I thought I definitely thought I was gonna lose Brian Licious too. Like, uh, but then I like made the active like choice to try not to like sexualize the lyrics so much. But I was like, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I used to actually like say the lyric and then be like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? And so I switched over to just like playing the song so that she says the lyric uh -huh. and changed like things a lot, like then you can't really report that. Like, that's the song, not me. Ah, that makes sense. Like a little, little loophole. Yeah, but I had to think about that for a while. So <laughs> I know what to do. Because that was like my whole gig, essentially. Yeah. That nobody really on Swift Talk does that often about how like sexual her lyrics can be. But... And they are very sexual and... The way she writes, like she wants us to, <laughs> hello, <laughs> and she wants us to interpret them and dissect them. I feel like that's what she wants us to do. Like take them however we want to take it. I agree. Um, I mean, if you're like a singer and you are known for being cryptic like that, um, I mean, I would imagine you want people to read and interpret your like writing especially since she's so like literary in that sense yeah um but I don't know a lot of things that like seem sexual to me don't have to be sexual to other people and, yeah. and also uh, um, it's all about interpretation and once I got a lot of people like on my side about that saying like oh it's just your interpretation who cares that's like such the key word because if you say like flat out this means that so many people are like you're stupid i hate you yeah but yeah she she's basically an author so <laughs> so what do you think taylor's horniest lyric is Did you say corny or horny horny with an h <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was like oh I, there's some corny ones <laughs> uh horny is uh i don't know Sometimes I can answer first if that's helpful. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a lot of lyrics in Willow 
specifically the train imagery that just makes my mind go to oh my gosh. your face. <laughs> makes me go like the tunnel and the, yeah. So that's Willow is my answer. I think that's a very secretly horny song that people do not think about. <laughs> oh yeah, I never thought about that. That's really cool. I, now I have to listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also with Willow, I made a video where it's like, I don't remember the lyric, but she's like, you head on the pillow I could feel you sneaking in mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I was like oh that must be a horny lyric and people were like that is not horny but horniest lyric there's definitely some horny ones in reputation um, yeah. that one's just like crazy uh I like so it goes because it's like so overtly sexual like the scratches down your back yes. is like crazy to me and I also I have like this theory that that's why she didn't do any press for that album like remember that whole like oh reputation will I don't remember what she said but she had like a little phrase where it'll just be reputation it doesn't need next yeah. something and I was like, yeah, probably because it's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just not her image back then. Um, but even 1989 had some good ones. I like his hands are in my hair, his clothes are in my room. That's pretty horny to me. Um, I really hope in the re-recording she makes it, he's taking off his clothes instead of coat. I really hope she changes that to clothes. Yeah, a lot of people already think that she says clothes right like that's yeah like i thought she said clothes whenever i first heard it i i don't remember what i thought but i was also like probably not dissecting her lyrics like crazy at this point mm -hmm. but yeah that that would be crazy if she did <laughs> that would be really <laughs> funny but even even like it's like the undertone of that song like style is so horny without being like lyrically overtly telling a story about sex it's just the the music sounds like that it's like the the music on false god how yes. the sound sounds like that just sounds horny <laughs> like, i don't even know how to explain it it's just that's the emotion that it evokes i guess i love false god but i have a real bone to pick with taylor for putting it right next to soon you'll get better like the whiplash oh. I get from Lover when I listen to that album, they should not be next to each other. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Lover has just like the weirdest track list, like uh, order, I guess. But there's some really good songs on there too. I think it might get overshadowed because there are so many songs and they're in like the weirdest order. That yeah. just like, album is just weird but I agree that album is also quite horny too like I think he knows is like <laughs> whoa I always forget about I think he knows I need to re-listen to Lover after this now yeah there's like a lot of good songs on Lover that I just like because it's Lover I don't I don't really listen to it like that I don't know it's just I think the marketing of it was it was just corny like the whole thing was corny so mm -hmm. and it was right before the pandemic so when the pandemic started like i it's not what i wanted to listen to right 
yeah, it was a really good idea to release the folklore because <laughs> Lover was a little bit too happy and horny. And it was yeah. just like not the right time. <laughs> so what was your reaction when she announced folklore? I'm trying to think of where I was. I'm pretty sure. Um, so right, was this in June? My I think boy- it was July. July 2020 yeah my boyfriend was moving at the time so I don't remember if I was helping him move or back in Gainesville but obviously I was like whoa what (laughs) what is this um and it was just such a different sound oh I remember I like stayed up and did like a listening party with my friend Mm -hmm. I remember thinking like the last great American dynasty was like the best song because it was like kind of you know, high pitched or not high pitched, uh, like faster. Yeah, fast pace. Yeah, fast pace. And I really liked that. But I remember where I was with Evermore. I stayed up to listen to that and like immediately started crying for a champagne problem. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, that was so good. That one was like more emotional for me than um, folklore. But no, I, yeah, I was really surprised, but very happy. And it was kind of weird, like random. Um, so random. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't love like the um, like photo shoots, I guess, for them, like folklore. Yeah, the more. ones that uh, she recycled forever after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now so- she's recycling all the red ones. Like right. Taylor, I, Taylor, if you're listening, and I know you are, I love you so much, but please take more photo shoots, please. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I feel like the pandemic changed things with that, obviously. Yeah. Like, you know, you can't get your hair and makeup done or whatever all the time. But she did look really great in her, like, the music videos and stuff for the Red, um, for Red Taylor's version. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that was definitely, a, I guess, better. <laughs> I feel so bad saying <laughs> what it just was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we really speak our minds on this podcast, so it's okay. Oh, I've been very vocal about uh, my issues with the album Lover, so it's okay to speak your mind. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it's being recorded. No. <laughs> just... So what is an artist that you would love to see Taylor collab with? Because you're a big Lana fan, aren't you? Yes, I was definitely going to say Lana Del Rey. Um and like she kind of matches the vibe now with folklore and evermore yes. it'd be a little easier to see that i would also love to see her collab with like um megan the stallion or like doja cat or something like a fun um track like i'm thinking of um endgame on reputation yes. like but with women but yeah it would be so good. I wonder what Taylor Swift felt like in that era. Cause I feel like the character was just like, not her, if that makes sense. Like, in the reputation she, era? Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I just wonder if like the Taylor's version era for that is going to be similar or not. Um, because I just, she's just, I don't know. To me, at least as a fan, her reputation is not being like a baddie kind yeah. of thing. So I don't know. Yeah, but that it would- is interesting to think about. Like, is she gonna 
where the snake print and the black lipstick and right. the fishnets. Like, what is she going to do? Yeah, and that was such like a like uh, so such a unique part of her her whole career mm-hmm. that it would be it, it would be a little weird to see that again. Yeah, it would be uh, like a costume almost. Like she was putting yeah. on a costume of a costume. Yeah. Because it did feel a little bit like a costume back yeah. then. Um, especially like in the tour when she's just like such a sweetie pie. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> okay, but you're like portraying this like, you know, baddie kind of person. With like fire in the background. and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but it was still iconic. And I would love to see it again. Just it, it's sad because it's like, I don't know if it, that's like real. And, and I feel bad saying like, oh yeah, my favorite era's reputation. It's like, is that even real? <laughs> I'm like getting too deep into it, but <laughs> about it too much. But I think if we think about it as Taylor is a performer and it's her job to perform, then that that being her your favorite era, and that's her era where she performed the most. And that just shows how good she is at her job. You know, oh, I love that. Okay, I'm gonna use that because <laughs> <laughs> she is. I mean, at the end of the day, we do know Taylor, but she is putting on a show and she does a damn good job of it. Yeah, she does. So, when Taylor does go on tour again, is there a song you want to hear the most that we haven't heard on tour yet? So, like something from The Vault or Folklore Evermore? Oh, probably. I really liked the red um vault songs obviously I bet you think I bet you think about me (laughs) I like to run a lot I also like don't you from fearless that would be nice to listen to but in terms of folklore and evermore like those two it just seems like the whole vibe of the concert would have to change so I'm not sure yeah Uh, cardigan would be very fun live though yeah, I would love to listen to Cardigan live um, or even like a mashup like at the Grammys. Like that was a cute. Yeah. I, I also really love that performance of the 10 minute All Too Well on SNL. That was really, really good, but it seems like a lot of work to perform for like 10 minutes straight and it's just one song. But it was, that's like one of my favorite performances of hers. So that would have been cool to watch. I think I would slowly pass away if I heard all too well, two minute version live. Yeah. I do really love happiness too on Evermore. Ooh. Would love to like hear that. Um, it might like not be as great in like a stadium, I guess, mm-hmm. but it would still be cool to watch that. I feel like no body, no crime would also be really fun. Yeah, I, I like Taylor. It's not my favorite on Evermore, but it's it's like catchy. I don't know why. I think I used to listen to it like too much and now I'm just like kind of over it. But no, I would still love to listen to that live yeah. too. Um, and that's me with The Last Great American Dynasty. I just listen to it too much. Yeah. So I'm kind of like a, taking a step back from it. I went through a phase with that one. I like listened to it way too much in the beginning and then I stopped and then I like went back to it. But now I like love it even more. So. Yeah. 
but I would love to uh to hear champagne problems too on piano that would be good mm. and tolerated but then yeah it's just like the whole concert. you're planning a very sad show <laughs> those are the best songs <laughs> I always like the, the sad one she's really good on the piano so while we're in this in-between period you know nothing has happened yet I mean we got a new song last week but we still don't know what's happening are you the kind of Swifty that like counts the stripes in the background or like oh. you know you know what I'm talking about like those Swiffers uh yeah uh, <laughs> like no. count her eyelashes I not really like sometimes I'll watch the the videos like a lot of my mutuals make like the theories and stuff um yeah. and they're very clever it just, I don't, I've never done that. I don't know why. It's just, it's a lot of effort. And I honestly would rather just be surprised than disappointed. I um, agree. I feel like a lot of people, because they do that, end up disappointed. Um, and even when I will like watch those videos and then like subscribe to one of the conspiracies, then I'll be disappointed on that day. Um, yeah. So it's better to not have like an expectation I guess um for me but no I like I don't <laughs> count sometimes I'll be like oh this was weird and then somebody will immediately make a video the thing about Swift Talk is that somebody has always made a video about <laughs> the slightest news slightest Taylor Swift thing slightest Taylor Nation thing so it's like you have two seconds to make an original thought and then it's out there. Yeah, I feel like my new rule of thumb, because I've just been so burnt out with all of the theories lately, I've kind of taken a step back. And my new personal rule is when they start counting, that's when I dip out. That's when I swipe is when they bring out the calculator and start adding things up. <laughs> they start doing algebra and yeah. stuff. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's cool that they can do that. Like, they probably have great math skills. <laughs> yeah, and they're probably right sometimes. And, like, yeah. the gamble of, like, maybe being right is probably totally worth it if they end up being right. But it's nice that they also are the... They're, like, I, I want to say the backbone of our community. Like, they <laughs> stuff. Like, they keep us excited about something. Essentially, yeah. all long. Um, and we, I know we act like it's a drought every time there's no table. <laughs> things but she really does release often I would say compared to other artists um at least in these last few years so you know when we have like months of silence it's really not that long but they kind of keep us feeling like there's always going to be something that's going to be released yeah. that we have that joy <laughs> I agree I agree with that so that was my last question for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we end? Uh, oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Is there anything you want to plug other than Brian Lish's number two? Yes, follow me on TikTok. I'm also on Twitter at Brian Lish's two and my Insta is Brian Lish's two. Um, I think like all of my socials are Brian Lish's too. Um, but no, other than that, I'm, I'm just here chilling. I love, <laughs> you know, talk to new people, make new mutuals. So definitely reach out to me. Um, 
but yeah, this has been really nice. Thank you for, you know, talking to me on your show. This is very hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> we are hard hitting journalists at Good For Weekends. We work so hard. Thank you so much again, Brian, for agreeing to come on the podcast. I had so much fun talking with Brian. Again, give him a follow. He is Brianlicious2, and Brian is spelt with a Y. And thank you for listening to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where friends talk about Taylor Swift. Pretty soon it will be back to our old tagline, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. Yes, we will be announcing our new co-host soon. I'm so excited and I am so thankful for you all for your patience and your love during this time. Everyone who's reached out, I really, really appreciate y'all. Um, if you're a member of the GVOL community, you know how great we are. Our, our Discord is amazing. If you aren't in that, you should join it. There is a link in our show notes. You can also find us on GFA Weekend on Twitter and Instagram. And we're also on TikTok. Not as big as Brian on there, but we do have one. It is good for a weekend podcast. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for your love and support. I love y'all so much and I will see you soon, maybe with an announcement. <laughs> <laughs>